I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna well, eat me I, I feel like I have to ask what arrondissement is it in? It's in the Oviedo. <laughs> oh, how nice! It's really, I mean, it's it's great over there. There's like, I mean, it was like COVID, so I wasn't like going out to restaurants, but there's a ton of restaurants over there and like really cute little shops and you know bakeries and stuff like that. And it's just like it's very like neighborhoody and cool. I mean, just you know, it was nice being there for a couple months. Like I found my little local like epicerie where I would get my like groceries every day. Like it's like the kind of place where you can really do that French thing where you just like buy the food you're going to eat that night, which you kind of need to do because literally the fridge in their apartment is like a mini fridge right. with like a freezer that doesn't really work, you know? So, um, I, yeah, I was basically like shopping for my food every day and yeah, oh. it's pretty, it pretty sweet. pretty romantic. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like, I'm sure there are certainly things about France that are frustrating and stupid, but like there is so much of that, like charm is just there and it's real and it's charming. So, yeah. well, yeah. Uh, nothing better to contrast that with than uh, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland okay, restaurant. So what's funny? I, I mean, we could you know save us for the part we want, but what's funny is I was actually I mentioned this to Simon um, in our recording session for Fork Mary Kill. Um, I had been looking for ages to try to find something in France that I could bring for this, but like, they're so fucking classy that they're just right. like, isn't really anything, but then there is a Disneyland Paris. And so I was looking at their restaurants, um, but it just, I don't know. This one just seemed so great that I was like, maybe we'll do that on another episode or so. We could return to Disney in right. Paris for We can take our, our first we'll ever right, transcontinental uh, trip on the, on the show. Yeah, exactly. Take um, a boat. All right. Are you, ready to, are you ready to just delve into this thing? I think so. Yeah, I I have TripAdvisor open. I have the menu <laughs> up. Um, Good. I, I knew think on I'm this one. I basically I did. No, I took no notes. I have no prep for this because I just I was confident you would come in ready to guide <laughs> us through this journey. Okay. But do you guys have the menu? I handy have the, Yeah, I I got I have I of course downloaded it as a PDF. My preferred method oh my for God. looking at. Oh my God! I was actually trying to find a way to do that. And oh, I, I just printed it to PDF. my computer, but saved it as a PDF. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Simon, yeah, you're muted, it. by the way. Feel free at any point you want to, um, you know. Oh, part- I had no idea. Participate I, I was in any way. You were lolling. Yeah. I didn't I wouldn't have known. Yeah, sorry about that. I've been lolling for quite a few minutes now. <laughs> I even found an article about um like how it is there since they reopened post COVID, but I feel like that might be a little depressing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we want to delve into that. that, that could get too real for this, but we'll see. Right. How this about, is a fantasy. Right. This is pure fantasy. Yeah. Um would you mind, Allison, doing us 
the honor of saying our awful podcast name out loud? <laughs> I'm going to, okay, let's do this. <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> very, very politically, uh, you, you're covering all bases with that one. Right. It, that's mean, a safe pronunciation. It, I, I say it in a way that nobody will understand either side of the pun. Right. I think, um, <laughs> I, I wish there were a diacritical mark that allowed you to stretch that in and you out like you did. It was like a four mm-hmm. or five second stretch there of what was happening yeah. between the N and the U. So, uh, anyway, thank you. That was a great one. This is the podcast in which me and you and you, Allison, talk <laughs> about a menu. We look through a menu at one of America's premier uh, chain restaurants. In this case, uh, theme, more of a theme restaurant than a chain restaurant. Um, we do themes. We do chains. We do it all here, um, except for classy French food, of course. Uh, we actually haven't done a French restaurant yet. That will shock you. That will shock you yeah, to your, your, your core. Um, this week, we have a very, very special guest. You are the host. You're not the producer. You're the host, right? Because Marley got pissed when I called her the host or a host. You are the host. I think we're all hosts, but yeah, they're technically, I think their official uh, titles are producers um, right. and I am the host, but we all, I would say we all co-host. I, you know what? Don't tell Marley this. Hopefully she doesn't listen. <laughs> I agree with you on this one. <laughs> uh, I think you're all hosts. Um, we are here with the host of the, uh, what, our sister podcast? Are we allowed to say that? I mean, we say it all the time, so I think you could say it, okay, too. Okay, great. Our sister podcast, <laughs> our podcast in spirit uh, and arms, Fork, Mary Kill. Allison Cave. Oh, your name, Allison Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Finally, I feel like at this point, my co-hosts slash producers at Fork, Mary Kill have each been on this podcast twice. Yes. Um, it's, so I'm glad I'm finally on for my It's been downright date. disrespectful what we've done at this point. How dare. <laughs> <laughs> so, Allison, you are one of our rare guests um, who knows anything about food. So we will are going to be leaning on you heavily <laughs> to, to parse this incredibly complex menu full of, of nuance and ingredients neither Simon nor I have ever heard of. Uh, you can finally be be the person who elucidates for us what Orgiat is. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start by telling you that it's called Orgiat. <laughs> okay. Um, this is great already. This, and then... This is the- and, <laughs> And that unlike what you said in your most previous episode, it is not actually a liqueur. Uh, what? It's a, um, it's a syrup, basically. It's, it does have almond in it, so you are it's on the right booze, track. It's got booze, right? It's a nutty booze. It's not booze. I think that some people, I think that there are producers that, like, there might be a bottled orgeat, like, liqueur that someone has it's, made. It's orgeat on this but, show. I'm sorry, Orgiat? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so someone might have done that, but it is, it's like an almond uh, syrup, basically. And it's a, it's a key ingredient in a Mai Tai, which, Simon, I know that's one of your favorite beverages. Yes, thank you for noticing. <laughs> oh, me, oh, Mai Tai. I, 
That's that's um, Simon's. Yeah. Uh, that's Simon's I, I listen, I I listen to this show avidly. I love this podcast, like really, truly. I'm not to say it because I'm on it right now, and I do feel sometimes like you guys are trolling me when you say <laughs> certain words, certain ways. Especially you, William, because I know that you know you were a bartender at one point. So I guess I would have thought that you would have maybe heard the word. Curacao well, at some point. I, I say Curacao correct. Simon is the one who crazily pronounces Curacao. <laughs> yeah, wait, Simon, give us give us a taste. How do you say it? Uh, Curacao. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, <laughs> that's just the way it's said. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. Um, no. I, well, and also the, the, the place... That will go unnamed. That that William worked at was I, I I don't think you'll mind me saying William not a great primer on um, mixology or cocktail culture or um, yeah I mean it it was not a death and co let's let's say <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay well thank you for joining us Allison where have you decided oh how nice is that I've got it. Another speaker on. Sorry about that. Um, where have you decided we're going today? We are going to go to sunny Orlando, Florida, uh, where I believe there's no mask mandate right now. Oh, <laughs> there have, hasn't been for, for <laughs> And months. maybe has never been. Yeah. Um, and we are going to go to the magical world of Disney, specifically to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Simon, have you ever been to Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater? No, I I haven't. It is one of the hundreds of restaurants at Disney World I haven't been to. (laughs) Uh, But not the first uh, Disney restaurant we've been to on this show. Well, maybe on this show, though, right? Because this started as a... Before it was spun off, I feel like that's when we mostly did our Disney World stuff. But our Orlando-based things? No, Luke took us to the dinosaur one. That's true, but that was just outside of Disney World, right? That was right. for the It didn't have Disney TM on it. Yeah, it didn't have right. Disney TM. Yeah, I don't TM. think it's, a, it's an official ratified Disney uh, property. A property. Okay, so what – could you give us a little background on the sci-fi dine-in theater? Okay, so I also have not ever been to this place, but um, as I was researching possible options, I was I was sort of weighing a few different uh, Disney restaurants. Uh, there's one that I remember really strongly going to at Epcot as a kid that actually had like shockingly good Mexican food, or at least that's what my youthful palate thought. <laughs> um, But this place just looks really rad. So it's basically um, designed to look kind of like an old drive-in movie theater. And so it's got all of these old cars that they have kind of retrofitted and cut up and turned into uh, like little dinner tables. And you sit in these cars and then there's like a big movie screen and they show uh, clips of like old... 1950s, 1960s era B sci-fi movies um, and like, you know, monster movies and stuff like that. Have you seen a picture of it, Simon? No. 
It, it oh, I, really? I feel like it is your dream restaurant. It's kind of like, because <laughs> Allison, you know, we got to bring this back to Albuquerque. It's kind <laughs> of like a Disney-fied version of Yesterdays. Oh, okay. Which is an Albuquerque restaurant. Uh, I'm sure all our listeners will know with a with a, <laughs> a 1950s diner theme, and it also has like inside of car <laughs> booths. But it's oh, not it's not quite great. as extreme as the um, as the sci-fi dine-in theater. Yeah, this looks awesome. Although I can't tell how many of these are just like artist renderings and which ones are real. Because it's so I mean, incredible, it, is... it can't possibly be real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Some of them seem yeah seem so fantastical, but I guess they're I mean, real. It, it's very stylized, and it like it feels also. You know what it reminds me of actually is. Um, that scene in Pulp Fiction when they um, go to that restaurant with all of the, like, old Hollywood, like, all of the servers are, like, Marilyn Monroe and, like, Ronald Reagan and whatever, and they have yeah. their, their twist-off dance moment. Um, it reminds me of that. Like, that was actually so much cooler looking yeah, than this gonna, place. Yeah, I was going to um, say, yeah. <laughs> this seems like I mean, the like Disney where, version you know, of Tarantino's that. Tarantino's yeah. version of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both have their charm. Mm. And it looks like you would, it kind of is designed to look like you're outside, but it's actually indoors. Like if you see a picture of like a sort of pan back picture of the whole setup, you can see that there's a ceiling over this whole thing, but you're sitting in these cars looking at this movie screen and you're supposed to feel like you're outside. Right. Yes. Yeah, so the, the ceiling is stars painted like stars. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know it's Disney. It's all about it's all about artifice and fantasy, basically. <laughs> yes, right. Beautiful. It's a it's a Potemkin diner. Uh, have <laughs> I, did either of you go to a drive-in during this uh, this last year? Because they've they've made a comeback, right? They have, and I actually was looking because um, Blessing actually messaged me and said that. They were showing um, Beetlejuice, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, at this drive-in in Brooklyn. I think it was either this past weekend or it might be this coming weekend. But it starts at, like, I don't know, 11 at night or something. And I'm right. like, it's it's the <laughs> pandemic. Like, I've been going to bed you know, right. yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out. First of all, I'm 41 that, and it's a pandemic. Right. I'm not going out. I'm not starting my night at 11 PM anymore. Right. Um, you're you're finishing great. the 17th episode of Bridgerton and calling <laughs> it a night. Um, no, to clarify, I'm finishing my fourth rewatch of Bridgerton. <laughs> yes. In Bridgerton, we trust in 2021. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this place looks looks incredible. Have you ever read a TripAdvisor review of this place? You know, I have. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been reading through them. Um, there's a lot of people who love the atmosphere. There's a lot of like really Disney specific complaints about like the Disney app or like they had their special pass and the person didn't like respect it or you know, a lot of ticketing complaints. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a lot of like really specific stuff that I don't personally like understand because of, you know, Disney logistics that I'm just not really hip to. Um, 
some people love the food, think the atmosphere is meh. Other people love the atmosphere and hate the food. You know, it's it's a tripadvisor for mixed bag. Allison, you really have gotten a good sense of this. That is all totally believable. Yeah, I, I mean it's I it's what you might expect. Yeah, I think I think Simon's going to be the 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 rare exception who finds both the atmosphere and the food to be extraordinary. Well, well, I, <laughs> exactly. Now I haven't experienced either, but I it, unless the the photos are completely misleading, you got to love the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean that's what I think. It looks super cool. I mean, one person complained that the seats in the cars are really small. Um, <laughs> she, she made a point to say that she and her husband are not large people, but even they struggle to squeeze. Uh huh. Um, and that it's very dark in the restaurant, which I guess because it's supposed to feel like you're at a drive-in movie theater in the dark, you know, watching a movie. Um, so I feel like you know. That complaint is a little bit, I don't know, un- unwarranted maybe, but totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. That's that's being incredibly kind to that reviewer, Allison. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so we are one <clears throat> one day and one hour away by public transit. Okay. Isn't that, that all? Isn't that extraordinary? <laughs> yeah. Well, like we went to a place in Asheville and it was like a day and nine hours just because it's so much less direct. I, I think there's like an Amtrak Express from like mm. some part of Queens straight into into Florida, into uh, Orlando. There's something. I mean, it, it seems magical to get down there in an hour and uh, a day and one hour. But that's really <laughs> yeah, not that, that bad. Makes- no, and that makes sense, actually, if you think about it. Like, I'm sure that Disney has, like, invested some money into, you know, subsidizing things so that it's easier for people to get there. So, like, yeah, there's probably, like, a an, a Disney-Acela combo right, or something. Right. <laughs> and there's, instead on. of a guy coming around to take your ticket, um, there's someone who, once you cross the Florida border, comes and takes your mask. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be needing this. Yes. That, that, you that's won't some... be needing it, and you're not allowed to have it. Right, right. Um, some fun um, state mask law humor for for the for the pandemic. Yes, that's, that's right. Um, okay, well, Allison, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about this restaurant before we hit the menu? I mean, the only other thing I'll say is that I, you know. There might be some people in the listening audience who uh, might take me to task for not selecting, like, one of the more classic, like, Cinderella's Palace or, you know, I think there's one that's like Beauty and the Beast, like Belle's Palace or whatever, because it's not, you know, you can have, like, a character-oriented dining experience at Disney, and I did think about that, Um but I just didn't, I don't know. I was trying, I mean, it would have been entertaining, I guess, to try to envision you guys interacting with like <laughs> these various Disney characters. But at the end of the day, I was just drawn in by, by the retrofitted, you know, cars and the, and the sci-fi element. So yeah, nothing more to add, okay. except that I also, I mean, it is also, we'll get there, but I guess because it's Disney, the entire menu has, basically a second menu within it that is just all of the allergy friendly right oh yeah 
Yeah, I have several <laughs> good pages call. of PDF here, completely <laughs> eaten up with allergy friendly, uh, with allergy friendly menus. Um, should we is should we say like what movie we think is playing in the background as we as we um, prepare to order our drink or cocktail? Sure. Why not? Now, does this have to be a formal Disney property? Like, uh, probably not. They're not showing Disney movies, right? But I don't think so. And it's clips. So it's like, I think it's designed to be more about the atmosphere. So they're probably just like clipping and, and picking and choosing from like old, you know, sci-fi, maybe some Twilight Zone, maybe some Ed Wood stuff. Oh, okay. Like, it's that kind of They're not vibe. just throwing on a Tarkovsky and letting people sort of get into the ambiance <laughs> of a four and a half hour, you know, still shot. Uh, yeah, they slip some, like, uh, you know, peyote into the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, Zuf. Uh, for me, but second of all, on uh, the Tarkovsky, uh, or should I say Curacao? Um, <laughs> also, I think with consolidation these days, I think Disney probably owns, or one of its properties owns, like one out of every three movies ever made. So, right, I'm That's sure true. copyright's not an issue. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get a drink. Okay, yeah. fair. I think you, do you mean a cosmic concoction? Uh, I, I was waiting for someone to correct me. <laughs> Let's get a cosmic concoction. Um, Simon, do you want to go first here? Sure. I've had my eye um, on the Pina Colava, <laughs> uh, which is Bacardi raspberry rum blended with Pina Colada mix and <laughs> raspberry puree. Uh, I think you need to to talk about the way, like typographically, how that thing comes yes. across. Yes, if I were to say it the way I I think it's um, written here, it would be a pina colava. <laughs> That's exactly right, and I guess it's colava because because it's red. Yeah. 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 Exactly, but it's also um, pineapple. Or well, pina no, it's just yeah. a mix. Yeah, it's right, a mix. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just imagining the. the you'd pineapple. hope there's some pineapple in the mix. Um, One would hope. Allison, <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to step on yours. But no, you go ahead. I have a feeling I know which one you might be getting. Oh, uh, well, I usually go for the one I think you think I'm going to get. <laughs> let's, let's just say a cocktail that includes several types of uh, spirits. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to get one oh. that is just perplexing to me. Um, <laughs> but it's it's alliterative, which I, I, I like and often go for. Orbiting Oreos. Okay. Mm. So not a big fan of Oreos and um, and shakes generally. Like, shakes are delicious. I'm not a monster. But basically, if I drink a shake, I'm like the idea of a shake just immediately makes me think of diarrhea, like like that I'm going to have diarrhea. Um, Not that that the shake is like cold diarrhea, but that it is going to pass through me (laughs) with a violence that will result in an extreme um, 
agonizing pain. Anyway, uh, this has both chocolate and is a shake. It's an Oreo shake mixed with Godiva chocolate liqueur and a souvenir glow cube. Um, Not totally sure what the glow cube is, but very excited for any souvenir I can get my hands on, of course. Um, Is there, Allison, anything in your mind, um, you are, again, a a, a food and beverage professional. Is there anything sexier in the world? Okay, take take chocolate-covered strawberries out of the equation. Okay, anything (laughs) sexier than a a Godiva chocolate liqueur? Mm, I mean, I was going to say chocolate-covered strawberries, but you rolled it out. I beat you to it. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything, There's honestly. nothing sexier, I mean, right? Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, honestly, you take a date to the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater at Disney, right. and you buy them an Orbiting Oreos cocktail and let them take that glow cube home, yeah. and let's just say... You're getting a smooch. Yeah, you're getting a big old <laughs> smooch at the end of the night <laughs> before they head off for some serious bathroom time. Um, okay, yeah. what is your what is your <laughs> your cosmic concoction? Well, I'm not really... um, mm, well, oh, I don't know if you noticed, but there is a Godiva chocolate martini, William. Oh, I, I, like, I did. Mm. But that, honestly, like, I couldn't say it without my nipples poking <laughs> against the microphone. And I thought that would be really jarring <laughs> to, the, to the listeners. I can hear some kind of clicking. What is that <laughs> clicking? Is that, is that a man's <laughs> nipples against a microphone? <laughs> William's nipples are hard again. <laughs> Must be talking Godiva chocolate <laughs> It's the Godiva curse of this podcast. <laughs> well, okay. I was inclined toward the spicy Martian margarita, but TBH, it just sounds too actually good. Like it's got it's got tequila, it's got Ancho Reyes Verde, which is this like fantastic poblano chili yeah. liqueur. Like what and then actual lime juice and actual cane sugar right. like no it's not like sour mix. mix yeah incredible yeah incredible so that sounds like something i'd actually enjoy so instead i'm gonna get the magical star cocktail mm-hmm. um which has so many ingredients in it so let's, <laughs> here we go right settle in <laughs> listeners yeah get, get comfy okay so we start off with X Fusion, which I guess is the brand. It's the letter X with a hyphen and then the word fusion. <laughs> uh, organic mango and passion fruit liqueur. We've got Parrot Bay coconut rum, pineapple juice, and a souvenir multicolored glow cube. Oh, you got a multicolored. Yeah. So I did a little Googling and the glow cube is literally like, I think it's basically just a cube of plastic (laughs) with an LED or like maybe even whatever's in a glow stick, like inside of it, um, that they drop in your drink like an ice cube. So your drink glows from within. Oh, like a magical star. 
Yeah, like a magical star. <laughs> and, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me in a drink like this that is clear uh, or, you know, relatively translucent. In a milkshake, like what you're drinking, <laughs> you really I don't really see how yeah. that glow works. The glo- that's why they don't bother with a multicolored one. They're like, it doesn't matter what color it is. It's going to be sunk in a giant shake. You won't see it until the end. You'll probably right. choke and die on it, but it's, <laughs> it's on the menu, so we have to serve it to you. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I that's that's what I'll start off with. I think I'll probably go into, like, a diabetic coma almost instantaneously. Yeah. Uh, you gotta that's hope. what we go for here. <laughs> yeah, you have to hope that X-Fusion includes, like, something that's in an EpiPen or something to, like, help you out of the, the stupor that it would send you in. <laughs> X-Fusion is, I mean, I'm down for drinking really bad stuff, but X-Fusion just sounds really ominous to me. Yes, it, it sort of has like a um, like a Red Bull sort of, or, or, or like a Four loco kind of like, this is about to be illegal. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's a, that's a fun menu. It's not, it's not big. Right. There's only, you know, we only didn't talk about, I think, three things on it or two things yeah. on it. Um, but it's it packs a lot in there. Absolutely. All yeah, there's right. something for everyone. So let's head up to the appetizers, which, you know, again, not not a huge selection, but enough, I think, for us to each try something a little different. Yeah. And it's, you know, the one thing I will say, I do, I mean, we'll get into it further. I wish that there were, there was a little bit more creativity in terms of naming things on theme. Mm -hmm, I think they did a pretty good job of that with the cosmic concoctions, but that's pretty much where that ends. (laughs) There's like one thing in each section of this menu that's thematic and that's about it. Right. I Uh, mean, this is truly pathetic. The appetizers. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, Especially for Disney. Yeah. We can, we can try to spice it up and give it our own. I mean, like appetizers could totally just be like, I don't know. Like we have liftoff or, you know, like think about space and science fiction and, you know. Yeah. 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 I got. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to give I'm going to I'm going to do a a sci fi thing for mine. I'm going to rename it for them. TM. Uh, But (laughs) I. I don't necessarily need to go first if someone else wants to pick. Well, it seems like you know what you want. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, all right. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) get the, (laughs) okay. So I'm not a big sci-fi fan, so this might not actually be a thing, but, um, no, no, this is a thing. I've I've changed it. So I was going to say plasma rays, but that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the, the, the lightsabers. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I think I do. What? I think I do. The fried dill pickles. Oh, nope. The what? chicken strips? The, chicken, the chicky strips, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, your choice. Uh, so I'm getting the crispy chicken strips again, as Allison pointed out. Not an exciting um, on brand name. Crispy chicken strips, $12. Fair price, especially at Disney. Your choice of spicy buffalo, chipotle, BBQ, or Szechuan sauce served with celery sticks and blue cheese dressing. I'm going to go ahead and get 
the Szechuan sauce. Ooh, wow. Yeah, why not, right? That's a unique yeah. one. Let's I see, know. I wonder if that's like just got. general sows. Yeah. Do we think? Probably. Mm. I'd take it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. I, I just picked that because it was the one that I could... All right. So if I had said plasma, plasma rays, would it have made even less sense? I don't know what a plasma ray well, is. I think it actually would have made sense because like a chicken thingy, like a chicken tendy is like kind of wavy. Yeah. I could see that, you okay. know, I could see that working. All right. Again, I think it doesn't actually matter. Like the name is what matters, right. you know? Right. So. Right. Um, right. Are you, a, you're kind of a sci-fi head, right? Yeah, I mean, I grew up reading a lot of sci-fi, and I like a bunch of sci-fi movies and stuff. Um, I'm, yeah, I like sci-fi. I'm not like as knowledgeable, I think, about sci-fi film as I am about like books. Like, I just grew up reading a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not as like clued into probably the genre of stuff that they're showing on the screen at this at this restaurant. Uh, but I enjoy it. I like some silly, like retro, like, you know, the blob and, um, like Edward movies and stuff is fun. I saw, I saw the tingler at a film forum once it's from like, it's from like the fifties. Uh, and th- they apparently when it was originally released, they had like these little devices on the, that they put on the bottom of the movie seats that like in certain seats with uh, certain scenes, when the tingler like came out would sort of vibrate the bottom of your seat. <laughs> oh and they God. actually got them for film forum and you, and you like in the middle of the movie, your ass started to vibrate. That's it was, so cool. it was pretty Did fun. Did your ass yeah. vibrate? Yeah. My ass vibrated. Yeah. I was twerking. But- that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it was really fun. And and like I saw uh I saw Dial in for Murder in 3D, which it was also oh. released in with like the red and blue glasses at at yeah. Film Four. Like I love when they like go back to the retro tech and try to like otherwise I'm not really I mean Dial in for Murder isn't sci-fi, but The Tingler kind of was along that vein. It's much more fun when you get back into what they were trying to do then than and watching it like in black and white on a TV now. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never seen the tingler, but now yeah. I feel like I <laughs> I feel like I want to see it, but only in that context. Right. <laughs> I guess I could take like, you know, my magic wand and recreate it at home, but I feel like it wouldn't be quite the same thing. No. Not the same element of surprise. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Not if you're you're creating the tingling. It's less. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, Vincent Price is in it too, by the way. Oh wow, cool! I actually, speaking of you know that and food, I have his cookbook that he did. Like Vincent and, and his wife made this cookbook uh, that's fantastic. They apparently were like huge, uh, just like. You know, I guess at the time we, they would have been called gourmands. Now someone would probably call them foodies. Right. Um, but they like loved food, loved cooking, and they collected recipes from chefs from their travels, like all over the world, and then created this cookbook out of it. Um, it's it's great if you're ever looking for a good cookbook. Uh, it sounds very weird and very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love Vincent Price. Um, me too. Yeah. 
Okay, so should I go? Because I know mine. Uh, yeah, um, and I don't want. No, I, don't, I, think... I don't want Simon to take my name. Okay, yeah, you can, you can go, <laughs> but I think we should talk about Vincent Price and how he relates to Albuquerque for a while longer. That's why people are really here. Uh, oh, I didn't know that he did. No, he doesn't. I'm just he, kidding. He I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we just have to figure uh, out his favorite uh, his intersection, favorite intersection in, Albuquerque. in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. right. What, what what corner he likes? You know, I should. <laughs> this is. I I actually regret now. I should have asked my mom what intersection our house was at and the oh house that my in God. huge missed opportunity huge Definitely. fail i'm sorry guys <laughs> we can do a we can do a post a follow up here yeah sure. yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do a bonus episode <laughs> All exactly. about the intersection you were born at. In exactly. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Uh, all right. What do you What do you get, Allison? Okay, I'm gonna get the alien probes. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I think it. Dill m- pickles. I think it might. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. okay. Alien yeah, probes. Excellent. Excellent. I was gonna do alien something with them for the green. Because we all know mm-hmm. aliens are green, uh, but yeah, you nailed right. it. Yeah, it's a great probe. I thought the one with dip in the title might be the probe, but um, fried dill pickles, great. Sorry, I'll stop talking about. Well, right the with dip. Yeah. yeah, that would have made sense. Um, and that actually sounds insane. That dip one, but oh, I really—that's the one I think I would actually want. I think I would like that. I also really do love a, a fried pickle. Um, and this is served, so it's fried dill pickles, $10. Um, I guess for Disney, that's reasonable. I think anywhere else in Orlando, they would be less expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's served with a horseradish dipping sauce. And I do love horseradish. So I think I would enjoy that. Nope. And I do wonder, I mean, I'm picturing them as spears, you know, hence the probe uh. metaphor. Right. Um, but if they were cut into little circles, that would not work as well. No, it wouldn't be this, the same yeah. probing yeah. effect. Right. But right. still, pretty good. Simon, what are you? Uh, what are you getting? I, I'm gonna get um, the sci-fi wedge salad. Now, um, Allison, as as a food per, uh, food expert, I'm glad to have you on here because. I cannot detect anything that is different on here than a regular wedge salad, but it is crispy iceberg wedge, mm-hmm. great <laughs> tomato, yes, bacon, red onions, blue cheese crumbles, radish, which maybe is different, um, and two thi- two dressings, which I have to say is the first I've ever seen that, uh, balsamic glaze and blue cheese dressing. Yeah, I mean, it's a little unorthodox, but it's not, like, so far out of belief, you know? I mean, right. the the wedge is, the iceberg is obviously classic, the grape tomato is classic, the bacon, the blue cheese crumbles, um, those are all classic, and then the blue cheese dressing, um, balsamic glaze, I feel like, you know what that probably is, is it's not even a dressing. It's probably just like reduced down balsamic vinegar. And they probably just like do that thing where they take a fork and kind of just drizzle it over the whole thing before oh. they drop it to give like some, you know, pizzazz and maybe a little flavor. Um, the radish and the red onion are less orthodox, but I don't think they would be like 
so crazy. It doesn't, they're not no. so quote unquote out of this world as to justify the term sci-fi wedge salad. <laughs> right. they, they've added <laughs> some flying saucer radishes. Right. It would be like yeah, if they the radish, turned, yeah. uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, the radish is weird. The radish is weird, but I, I wouldn't say that it's, it's like an advanced species came down and showed us that like you can add a, a radish to a wedge. <laughs> that would be the kind of alien that would land here. It's just exactly the same, except a big radish fan. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, if it was like a dressing made out of like lime jello that looked like ectoplasm or something, I could right. see the justification. But <laughs> this just sounds like a wedge salad. Hey, take me to your, yeah, exactly. Take me to your leader. I'm a big radish fan, just so you know. <laughs> I'm exactly like you in every way. Right. But. I'm here to teach humankind about radishes. <laughs> and there are many uses. <laughs> um, all right, let's head to the entree section. Okay. All right, are we going like regular entrees or allergy friendly? That's up to you. I'm I think. personally going to stick to the uh, entree thing because if I go to the allergy free part, it's like four pages past this on my PDF, <laughs> and I I can't handle that. So I'm just Fair. sticking with a rag one. Um, Simon, do you want to go first on this? Yeah, de- definitely. I'm going to get the Flying Saucer Impossible Burger. Impossible TM. Where, yes, where they, I think uh, anyone who gets this and does not realize um, it's plant-based and not a burger um, is not reading carefully or respecting quotation marks. Um <laughs> Grilled plant-based burger, grilled portobello mushroom, in quotes, cashew mozzarella, um, garlic tomato, quote-unquote aioli, uh, nut-free pesto, so that's, you know that's going to be on the allergy menu. Oh, yeah. Um, Lettuce and tomato, in quotes, marks, plant-based. Now, I assume that means that they want you to know that the whole thing is plant-based, but it's funny to think yeah. that they're like lettuce and tomato are from right. plants. <laughs> <laughs> They've had some contact with plants, not as much as the radishes, but some. And they're from plants. It's like, yeah, they're not only, you know, the president, they're also a customer. Um, why is why is Disney so allergy conscious? Is that like a I thing? I think there's so many kids, and the kids of today are all allergic oh, to everything. Right. So they got maybe yeah okay yeah. It's you think it's just like a, a generational thing, not like they got sued for having a peanut on on a plate or something. I mean, maybe it's both, or maybe they're right. just their lawyers advise them to you know right uh, to do it in case they might get sued or something. I'm sure that they're like a really great target for. <clears throat> Right, like families in Iowa are like, hey, let's go start a class action lawsuit by ordering a, a dish that we know is going to kill our children. <laughs> <laughs> or at least grandma. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's just what you do in Iowa now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I imagine it's, yes, it's like the family dynamic of like somebody from some generation has dietary in your party. Right. I, yeah. And it's the one, I think it's funny actually, it's the only thing on the entree menu that doesn't have meat in it. 
uh, or seafood. Like it's not, it's not like they have a couple of vegetarian things and then they're vegan thing. It's like, no, if you don't eat meat or seafood, you have to eat <laughs> this thing with cashew mozzarella and nut-free pesto. Right. <laughs> you, you have to eat something that is just full of scare quotes. <laughs> the main ingredient is scare quotes. <laughs> Um, do you know what you want, Allison? Mm. Or should I go? You go ahead. I'm thinking. Okay. I am going to get the Lando Carusian. What's his name? Calarizian. Wait, are you? I don't see this one. No, well, I'm just I making it up. I'm making it up. He's using okay. his in-depth Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> oh, this is why yeah. you mispronounced his name also. Yeah. It's Calrissian. Yeah. Lando yeah. Calrissian. I was just going to put that before whatever I ordered. I um, love it. Just I to show it. them how easy it would be, you know? Like, you don't have to be inventive. Just put, like, a sci-fi character's yeah. name before something. So the La- yeah. Lando Calrissian chicken pasta. Um, it's hmm. for 24 bucks. That's quite a lot for... That's quite a lot, but maybe it's a Not lot cheap. of pasta. Yeah, I, I hope the Although, I hope actually, the portions one TripAdvisor reviewer said the portions were were minimal. Oh. I don't know, oh. though. That's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big time. Big time. Right, he was expecting planet-sized. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, so I'm getting the Lando Calrissian chicken pasta for $24. It's penne pasta tossed in a smoked tomato, four cheese cream sauce with baby kale, fennel, zucchini, and red bell peppers. Also available with whole wheat penne pasta. I think oh, I'll just do fetish? no. I think I'll just do the regular pasta. Okay. Um, it sounds okay. Yeah. It's okay. It, it sounds like if you're getting that, though, you did not pick this restaurant. Like, you, mm. like you're like you along for the ride, but, like, you, you you didn't see, like, something on the menu that you, like, really want. That, to me, is, like, the, Well, like, I just got it. I just ordered chicken. it because it has my favorite character associated with it, Lando right, Calrissian. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I will say I think this was an op- a missed opportunity to call it a Chewbacca chicken pasta. Oh, mm. Chewbacca mm. chicken pasta would have been Great much, much better. Point. The alliteration is just—it's calling out. But when you're uh, as big a Lando fan, <laughs> which if you lined up 15 Star Wars characters, I'm not confident I could pick the Lando Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> But you know the Chewy, right? Oh, I know Chewy Baca, yeah. Chewy Baca, yeah. yeah. That's a really good, good Chewy impersonation, right? Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty okay, good. thanks. Thanks, Allison. All right, what are you getting? Well, I was, you know, I, I was going to mix it up and get the pan-seared shrimp pasta, which is exactly the same as your pasta, oh, but yeah. with <laughs> shrimp instead of <laughs> yep. It's literally the same thing. It's a dollar more. Um, well, shrimp. But Come on. Because shrimp, right. Um, I am going to get the drive-in barbecue burger. Mm. Um, because I've seen pictures of this, and 
the onion ring on top. I think it's supposed to kind of look like a flying saucer or something. Yeah. Um, but it just sounds good. And it, this seems like the kind of place where you get a burger. Shouldn't you know? it be like the fly-in barbecue burger or like the, that is, the that, landing like pad barbecue burger or something? Well, it, I mean, I, I was also thinking about, it says like it has barbecue spice and I started thinking about spice and dune, but I think that's a little bit too nerdy. Yeah. 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 This is very generic sci-fi. Right. Yeah. But I like fly-in, fly-in barbecue burger. That's good. We'll call it that. Okay. Um, Okay. So that's $21, (laughs) uh, which seems a little steep, but Okay. Uh, it's our signature blend of beef, barbecue spice, brioche bun, house-made barbecue sauce, bacon, and cheddar, topped with an onion ring and crispy fried banana pepper. Very. I mean, the banana pepper sounds good. Exactly. I was going to say the same I thing. That's, that's a thrilling addition. I agree. Yeah. I've never seen a fried banana pepper. Yeah, this sounds like a great burger, and I'll say this actually sounds like a burger that, uh... My co-host slash producer on Fork, Mary Kill, Marley Kaufman, would love. She loves barbecue sauce, and I think she'd love this burger. Oh, really? How did yeah, I, how did a, I not know this? It's her secret shame that I've just <laughs> outed. Your, your other co-host has never had a um, burger. So. No, no, he's, <laughs> had, he's had one burger. He's had oh, one burger. <laughs> he's had one he burger. He just hasn't had a hot dog. Right, no hot dog. But then when I called it a tube steak, he was more inclined. So that's what we might get there. My grandfather always called them, and uh, didn't make them <laughs> so taste. It's a it weird anymore. term. Yeah. It's not. It's not appealing to me, but somehow it made it more palatable to Brandon to call it a tube steak. <laughs> tube steak with some hooves in it and some internal organs and <laughs> some anus. Some yeah. anus, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, let's head to the dessert menu. We are definitely gonna gonna be able to get this in under an hour. That's our goal here. Cool. Um, so let's get ourselves some dessert. Simon, do you yeah, want to go, go uh, first? I I I just want to apologize to anyone whose um, item I'm taking, but I want to also say that there's very little chance you would enjoy this as much as I would. Um, (laughs) This is the warm glazed donut, already terrific, with cinnamon apples Mm. and topped with vanilla bean ice cream. Love when people throw in the bean to vanilla (laughs) ice cream. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when you know it's classy. (laughs) Um, And caramel sauce. I don't think there's anything more perfect in this world than than that dessert. That hits on almost all of the dessert um check check marks i i like same with me if i see the word cinnamon anywhere in a dessert description i'm in that's why <laughs> yeah that's you why, love you love cinnamon i love cinnamon it's that's like a thing that's why yeah. allison that's why i love tiramisu is that also why you love bread pudding <laughs> that's also why i love and know exactly what bread pudding is <laughs> <laughs> and that love. does sound like a fantastic dessert, Simon. It really Thank does. You. It really does. Thank yeah. You. What's I feel like I've had really good um cinnamon apple donuts with vanilla with you, Allison. Mm, it's possible. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like made that myself. 
but it's possible that it's at possible. some point we'll okay. something like that. Yeah, it sounds right. great. Um, all right, what are you going to get? Because I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up your shit here, Allison. Okay, um, I'm trying to think of a of a snazzy name for it. Uh, let's call it. Let's call it the Black Hole Hot Fudge Sunday. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> um, I just fucking love a hot fudge Sunday. Like, it's my dream. It's just my, I think it's the most perfect dessert. There's nothing mm. better. This is vanilla ice cream with hot fudge, whipped cream, and a cherry. If you sprinkled on a few almonds, you'd really make my day. But I understand they have allergy issues there, so I could see why maybe <laughs> they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I'm getting. It sounds great. Yeah, it does. Are you a su- you- are you a Sunday guy, Simon? I love Sundays. Yeah, I I am a bit more perturbed than you, Ellison, though, on the lack of nuts. Like I I think that should be an option or something. But I guess you're right. Probably they trying to keep a nut free kitchen, maybe, or I I don't know. I don't know. Well, they have no. They have cashew mozzarella in the place. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Maybe you could ask your server to sprinkle a few nuts on there for you. Yeah, exactly. Or your, your I'm sorry, it's your your car hop. Right, your car hop. Yes, yeah. With the maybe they come out in roller skates. That'd be cool. Um. All right, so I'm gonna get the May the Schwartz be with you cookie shake. Love it. Uh, uh-huh. It's my second shake of the day, apparently. <laughs> this is not going to end well. We are going to definitely need to spend the night in Disney World. Um, no, but this one's non-dairy. Oh, fantastic. Non-dairy milk and cookies topped with coconut whipped cream, plant-based. What yeah. about that is a shake? Well, it's, it's, it is like ice cream, isn't it? Just, I think it's yeah. I, I think they just didn't do a very good job of describing it, but I think it probably is like a non-dairy, like milk and cookies ice cream, maybe mm, blended somehow. Okay. Um, I love yeah, a I cookies and cream ice cream. Me too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Um, wow, that was that was really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I was yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I, I re- just realized I was about to say yeah. whether I would get top, it, but I know that's a thing. Top, yeah, no, top to bottom. Yes, this is the fateful moment of the podcast where we have to decide whether or not it's worth traveling one day and one hour. Again, I think all of us are floored at how quick that is going to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one day, one hour is all um, down to Orlando, Florida to enjoy the sci-fi dine-in. I'm confident that, I mean, I'm confident that they're going to get the movies right because they got the menu right. I am, I'm fully in on this one. Where are you at, Simon? I'm in. I, I, I love the, um, the layout, the atmosphere. The theme is strong. I mean, not as you pointed out, Allison, and this is a not uncommon problem that yeah. these theme restaurants often have. Um, the, the, the menu items should be a little more zhuzhed up, but, um, but the actual like, um, layout setting is very, very strong and heavy. Um, and the dessert is, is, um, you know, spectacular, (laughs) presumably. (laughs) Uh, are you, are you riding 
on the Acela Express from Queens, New York to Orlando, Florida <laughs> with us, Allison. I am I am so in, despite, you know, my trepidation about going to Florida ever, especially now. Um, I, I'm 100% on board. And I honestly think this could just be, you know, the tip of the iceberg of the Disney dining experiences that we could have together. So Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. This would be a first stop, not a last stop. Amen. Yeah. On our Orlando <laughs> adventure. All right, Allison, would you tell our listeners where they can, you know, find out the stuff that you're doing? Mm, oh, yes. I thought you were going to ask me where they could find this podcast, and I'm still not clear on how things it's spelled at the various uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no one places to find it. So I, I felt very – I felt my my heart rate go up. Right. Um, yeah. You can find me uh, – so – a Fork Mary Kill podcast, which is super fun. Uh, and I think probably most of your listeners know about it. Um, but maybe if you do not. So yeah, we're at Fork Mary Kill Pod on Instagram. You could just search for Fork Mary Kill wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and then I'm also at Izzy's Paris, uh, which is uh my new business in Paris, and we do cocktail uh and dessert delivery around paris so if you know anyone there who likes cocktails check us out and yeah that's that's pretty much my can you my thing right can now. you order an orgiat on izzy's paris <laughs> on the you rocks know, or neat just like a straight glass of almond syrup just a neat just- orgiat <laughs> you know, I hadn't put it on, but now you're giving me ideas. So <laughs> you'll have to come to Paris and I'll make you an orgiat. It's <laughs> totally, totally worth it. Um, Simon is also going to be on the newest episode, right? Do you know when that's coming yes, out? Yes, Simon. It's coming out this. Well, I don't know when this is coming this out. This is coming out right. tomorrow. Oh, great. Okay, so then if you listen to this, uh, Simon will be on our podcast this Friday. Um, so, yeah, listen to this on Wednesday and then set your alarms for Friday <laughs> to hear Simon's voice twice in one week. And uh, as as I said on, on your um, podcast, Allison, first of all, thank you so much for your generous plugging on, on that program. And I uh, hope to return the favor um, and just say that, yeah, Mary Fort Kill, uh, amazing podcast, amazing <laughs> host. Not amazing producers. enough to get the order right of the words. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sorry, an orgy so, on pig. Fort Mary Kill, Fort Mary Kill, Fort Mary Kill. I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. was perfect. It was it's, perfect. It's a, it's a podcast. <laughs> I told okay, you I'd repay you tenfold. I'm 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 a bit of a plug man myself, so I understand <laughs> the importance of a good plug. Um anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. That was that was great. Um I appreciate it. And your your episode is is just fantastic. It's one of my favorites. So Yes, everyone will want to tune in for that. I feel like we gave you a pretty challenging one, so. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Um, all right, well, you can follow us. Uh, uh, I'm going to put it in the notes this time to try to clarify it for people, okay? <laughs> so just that go to the good. podcast notes. You're going to see 
the various iterations of what we call this podcast on various platforms. Allison, thank you so much for taking us to sunny Orlando. It's been too long. It's been like four episodes since we've been in Orlando. We needed to get back. <laughs> it is the the spiritual home of this podcast. Uh, sunny, uh, this uh, Orlando and Myrtle Beach basically are the two places yeah. where this podcast thrives. Um, so it was wonderful <laughs> to be there. And uh, anyone who's listened to this entire podcast, rate and review us five stars. Uh, all right, talk to you all soon. Bye, thank you.